Oh man, I really like that. Um, so okay, tonight we went with um, the Wild State Cider um, Winery, um, and it's their semi dry. They're up in Duluth, um, if you are Duluth, Minnesota, um, right off of I believe it's like the Superior Street, which is you know block two away from 35E, and then obviously right on the other side of 35E uh, is good old Lake Superior. And wow, I have to say, I, you know, we've been on here before, um, done a couple ciders. In a general sense, you know, I, I don't mind ciders. They're typically not my favorite. Um, I typically don't go out of my way to have a cider unless you know maybe it's summer maybe i'm looking to try something new on the podcast or something like that um but i really well i really do like this like i said it's their semi dry you know i think for me um what turns me off about ciders are to me typically they're either very tart and i'm like wow like if i'm gonna have something like this i'd rather it be um you know, a tart IPA or a tart, you know, beer like that or something like that, uh, or they're just way too sweet. And I know a lot of people are like, well, you know, it sounds like you like seltzers, Jack, and some seltzers are sweet. And although that may be the case, there is something different about a sweetness, in my opinion, in a cider versus sweetness in a seltzer or something like that. But I, gosh, I, I like this. They call this your perfect trail companion um 6.4 apb uh crafted without concentrates uh sorbet free no added sugar uh and no compromises so um yeah i i really like this um for those that are wondering like i said wild state uh cider you can check them out wildstatecider.com like i mentioned they're right in the thick of things up there in duluth um, within walking distance to uh, Clyde Ironworks, uh, Warrior Brewing, uh, Ursa Minor Brewing, uh, Duluth Cider, uh, Duluth Grill. Um, you know, so needless to say, you know, looking at some of these pictures, you get some great views from this place. Um, you know, another typical Minnesota kind of cider brewery, if you will. A really nice kind of cool inside vibe, feel to it, um, but also uh, a gorgeous, gorgeous patio area as well. So definitely... Um, for my northern listeners, uh, go check them out. Uh, like I said, at wildstatecider.com. You can actually go on their website and actually purchase, um, excuse me, um, uh, merch, cider, uh, and things like that straight from their website, which is kind of cool. Not a uh, gift card as well. Not a lot of um, websites I've seen you can actually buy their alcohol on their website, which is kind of cool. Uh, they do a really awesome job of giving back to the community wildlife and stuff like that up there um have a really cool event uh setup page um you know they got coming up here on uh the 14th in a couple days here it's called their camp wild state third year in his uh third year anniversary so they got donut flights live music wood fire pizza free ice cream and new cider released uh they got bingo night trivia night um so yeah go check them out honestly after looking at this place and remembering how many places there are up in Duluth 
definitely on my uh, list of places uh, to go check out. Gosh. Like I said, I'm really trying to find a good rating for this. I, I was initially thinking I was going to give it a little bit of a knock just because I'm typically not a cider guy, but I don't know that I'm willing to do that. I like this. I'd go out of my way to get it again. Um, gosh, I almost want to, I was trying to not get there a second and say, you know, it's kind of got a subtle, um, tart aftertaste, but not, not a ton. I mean, a little bit, you know, you, I, I think you taste it a little tad bit because it is drier. Um, but to say, use the word tart to describe it probably is unfair, um, but yeah, I I really like this. I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna go ahead and give it an eight six. I really like it. I really like it. Wild State Cider, um, up in Duluth, Minnesota. It's their semi dry. Uh, so that's what I got. Uh, for you guys, they are open. Um, excuse me, they're open. Uh, Mondays through Thursdays, two p.m. to ten p.m. Friday, uh, Fridays noon to ten p.m. Saturdays eleven to ten p.m. And then Sundays noon to 8 p.m. And they can also be checked out on Facebook and Instagram. And one last time, it is wildstatesider.com. So, like I said, go check them out. You uh, you won't be disappointed. So, with that, uh, lots to talk about tonight. Um, we got some updates um, as far as mini weekend is concerned. Things we are working on and slowly uh, but surely getting ready and in place for you guys for this summer. Um excuse me, um, as well as some schedule releases and stuff like that. So without further ado, why don't we just jump right into it? Um, so first things first, uh, for the Tommy Town, for the first time in a while since the seasons have wrapped up, we actually have some news coming from our um, winter sports team as the men's hockey team announced its 26-game schedule for the 22-23 conference schedule anyways uh they announced this at about noon on friday back on friday may 6th um and it's a schedule that will feature 14 of those games on home ice st thomas will play five of its first six conference league games on the road starting on october 28th and 29th with games at ferris state the tom's ccha home opener will be friday november 1st 4th sorry against defending champion Minnesota Ma State Mavericks. Uh, the Tommies will play four games each against six of their seven CCHA opponents and play two games against one full uh, Northern Michigan per the draw of just the unbalanced league schedule. Um, and for 11 of the 13-week series, the Toms will play both games at home or both away with the exception being both Minnesota State Series, Minnesota State Series. Uh, those games in will be in Mankato and Mendota Heights on November 4th and 5th, and then again at both sites on uh, February 3rd and 4th. The, uh, the Tommies complete 35-game 2022-2023 schedule will be announced soon, um, including season ticket sales options as well, so stay tuned um, 
for that, uh, one change this year for year two of the uh, St. Thomas's Division One hockey era. The Saturday night home games will start one hour earlier at 6.07 p.m. instead of 7.07 p.m. Excuse me. Um, with that, um, excuse me. Uh, for the football team, their May seventh interteam scrimmage, offense versus defense, was um, very much of a success. Uh, sounds like a lot of people came out for it. Um, Coach Caruso went um, uh, on record for saying, "I'm so tremendously excited about the environment we had today." It's just an unbelievable reminder of the enormity of the journey we're on when you get a chance to see not only the recruits that are coming in next year joining from all over. Then you look up at the veranda and you see 100-plus alumni from the past 30 years that put us in the situation in addition to the work done on off the field. Sorry, I don't know why I just... Um, but, um, yeah, it was good. Uh, the final score, the offense won the game by a score of 59-40. to 40. Uh, You know, a couple things worth noting. A sophomore running back, Hope Adebayo, picked up right where he left off from the 21 season uh, with a long run to score the scrimmage's first points. Uh, the second team offense followed it up with a scoring drive via a field goal from Mark Meter. That drive was fueled by long runs from sophomore QB Brandon Smith. Maybe we'll be seeing a little bit more of him this year. Um, late in the first quarter, the Tommy defense flexed a little bit with a strong defensive stand, including a safety and a pick six. Um, in the second quarter, facing a third and goal, Adebayo posted a one-yard touchdown scamper. Uh, late in the fourth quarter, senior QB Cade Sexauer, we saw a lot of last year, found sophomore wide receiver Andrew McElroy for another touchdown for the offense. Um, and then on the defensive side, they answered with a touchdown of its own as junior defensive back Joshua Slaughter intercepted a pass from Brandon Smith and returned it 20 yards for another pick six with just over five minutes left to play in the second quarter. quarter. So needless to say, you know, a, lots of good things, um, lots of good things and, um, you know, coming from both sides of the ball. Um, at this point, we just have to wait, you know, geez, uh, December, you know, a little less than four months away as the Tommies will kick off their 22 season on September 1st at Southern Utah. Um, so, yeah, uh, as for that, we will uh, wrap up the Tommy Town here with a little bit of the softball and baseball team. So, this last weekend, the softball team um, concluded their first Division One schedule, or sorry, season, as, um, excuse me, as they um, played North Dakota State in a three-game series on Friday. Uh, they were shut out in Fargo 0-2 um, in the first of the doubleheader, and then 0-3 in the second game. And then they won a close one, two to one, um, on Saturday, uh, the eleventh to close out um, the season. Uh, you know, uh, lots of good things to take away from this team. You know, obviously, you know, ups and downs, um, goods and bads. You know, once again, we talked about you know taking things with a grain of salt. They finished fourteen and thirty-six overall, eight and thirteen in some league. 
um, Summit League standings. Um, and you know, for you know statistics, you've got uh, Brooks Ellisted leading the team this year with a four twenty five. Um, excuse me, batting average. Uh, Sarah Hudson led the team with six RBI or six doubles. Uh, Brooke Ellisted was also the only one on the team with uh, two triples. Uh, two of the team's three. Um, she uh, Cassidy Parby. Um, led the way with eight home runs. Brooke Ellis said was not far behind with six. Um, and yep, you guessed it. Brooke Ellis said also led the way with 27 RBIs. Um, and then on the pitching side of things, you know, lots lots of good things to like too. Um, we had Christina Crawford lead the way with her eighth um, wins on the season. Um, what was it? Uh, Isabel Koo led the way with her four point. One five, um, ERA. Um, Christina Crawford hit one hundred strikeouts on the season, which is awesome. Um, but yeah, like I said, I mean, you know, you look at this record, fourteen thirty six. You're like, okay, you know, didn't do a phenomenal job, but hey, you know, um, the weird thing about that, they should be playing right now in the Summit League. Um. Uh, why am I blanking? Um, softball bracket, but um, after because they did so, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight teams in the uh in the softball field for the summit league, and it's weird. Not all eight teams make the thing, which is ridiculous. Only the top six, and guess what? St. Thomas finished six with their eight and thirteen record. However. After a lot of digging around, because I was like, well, what the hell? I looked at this, and they weren't on there. North Dakota Fighting Hawks were. So I was like, what the hell? Um, apparently, excuse me, it's a double elimination tournament. But apparently, um, St. Thomas, who did finish sixth in the league, are ineligible for Summit League tournament due to the NCAA Division One transition. So for sure this year, I, I couldn't see if there was two years. Um, but, yeah, so right now uh, the South Dakota State Jackrabbits are, in fact, the team uh, to beat as they finish the season with an overall 37-10 record, 18-2 and two in the conference. So congratulations to all teams that made the tournament, and huge congratulations to our Tommies who honestly should have made this tournament, but that is besides the point. Congratulations to them on a great season. And um, for the boys team, um, they will be uh, wrapping up, not this weekend, uh, but next weekend. Um, this last weekend, they, excuse me, they um, had a little bit of a roller coaster uh, ride at Oral Roberts in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, they lost an extra innings uh, Friday night to six, and then Saturday they won a close one four to three, and then Sunday they got shut out on uh, seven innings zero to fourteen. Um, you know, so once again, you know, they're finding ways to you know win games and be close. They're currently thirteen and thirteen and twenty six overall, seven and eleven uh, in the conference. You know, again, obviously learning from what happened with the softball team. Um, you know, they will, won't be eligible even if they can make it 
uh, for these tournaments. But hey, you know that that doesn't really matter. You know, you gotta win. You know, as many games as you possibly can, and just you know, hope for the best. So this weekend they will be in Brookings, uh, South Dakota, for their last away series of the season. They will be taking on the Jackrabbits at three o'clock tomorrow, Friday. Um, Saturday will be at 1 p.m. and then Sunday's conclusion will also be at 1 p.m. So that is what we have for the baseball team, and then um, yeah, hope hope for good things for them, and um, on onward and upward, right? So this week we have a local business shout out. Um, I know for those fans that uh, enjoy these, um, I know we've been doing last weekend with Jock on kind of got uh, sidetracked in a little too uh, into everything but um, yeah without further ado I got an interesting recommendation from um, someone on Instagram this last week and a local business shout out is it's called the house of balls <laughs> um, sounds silly um, but it is actually an art gallery located in um, Minneapolis, um, Minnesota. Its address is on 7th Street South. It's kind of, um, kind of in a weird, um, it's kind of at Osberg University, kind of mashed between 35W, 94, and Hiawatha. They're kind of on the other side of 35W from U.S. Bank Stadium. Um, so, uh, yeah, um, it's also, yeah, like I said, it's called House of Balls, uh, you can, um, no, I'm not sure what's going on there, um, the, the website is just houseofballs.com, uh, um, and it's, it's interesting to say the, uh, to say the least, um, uh, it says, um, for 33 years, uh, I have kept an open window to my life, it's called House of Balls. Pressure cookers are plasma cut. Crankshafts are braised. Chicken feet are ex exboxed. They are becoming. They all become images of the human figure. The carved bowling balls are my distinction. I subtract the resin, revealing a face or full body within, and sometimes feel as if I am removing the layers of my own face. This is your origin of the name House of Balls. I think it's come to mean something more as well. The idea that we all possess the creative impulse and owe ourselves a ball through to bless it. So definitely got to go check these guys out. Like I said, houseofballs.com. They're also located in Minneapolis. It looks like you can find them on Facebook, uh, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, if you go on their website, it's actually pretty simple, but they got... Um, Despite how simple it is, they got uh, a lot of stuff you can look at. They got, you know, a quick little studio tour and kind of, you know, a couple things they like to highlight that you can look forward to. Um, you can get on their email list. Um, they got, um, they host many events including partings, parties, art openings, and public events, large and small. Um, a little bit about them. And, um, yeah, I, I definitely got to say I was definitely intrigued by this place um definitely a place uh i want to check out myself um so for those that are interested once again you can check them out on facebook um instagram and twitter houseofballs.com they're open 
Monday through Saturday, even to 4 p.m., and close on Sunday. So, uh, with that, we move on to um, the Minnesota Twins, who, you know, despite um, their recent sweep by the Houston Astros, which, as much as I hate them and are cheaters, um, you know, they're a good team. Um, but minus that, I mean, they've, they've won, what's that, one, two, three, they've won, gosh, I just, I, I just had this figured out <laughs> before I, um, got on this, and now I can't remember, so they've won, they've won, yeah, they've won 14 of their last 17 games coming into that, um, so I mean, Definitely, definitely on something right now. Uh, they still hold a two-game, two-game uh, lead uh, for the AL Central. But once again, I mean, still early on in a long season. Uh, only 32 games into um, the season. But I gotta say, if you're a Twins fan, um, you gotta be happy with um, what you're seeing so far. We, like I, you know, we mentioned a little bit last week too. You know. We're getting a good mix of uh, defense and uh, pitching as well as um, offense as well. I mean, Mr. Um, Buxton right now, um, excuse me. Uh, Mr. Buxton right now is leading the team with his nine home runs. Uh, he's only played in uh, 21 of our games so far, which, I mean, for 21 games having nine home runs, five doubles, 17 RBIs, not bad. Um, Byron's still one of the top three players in the league with his home runs, which is a huge, huge um, plus. Um, and then on the, <coughs> excuse me, then on the um, pitching side of things, I mean, we already got Bill Ryan, Dylan Bundy, and um, and uh, with three wins apiece for Cody Stashak, has three wins apiece, but you know he's more of a lead pitcher, which is. Um, Awesome. Uh, Joe Ryan's leading the way with just under 32 innings pitched. Um, he's also leading the team with his 31 home, uh, sorry, 31 strikeouts. Um, so I mean, again, you know, you kind of get some of these. You're seeing some of these pitchers kind of hit their groove, and you know, again, not that we need to be a top of the league because I don't think anybody expected us to, but if we can kind of keep our hold our own here. Um, that would uh, that would be huge. Um, it'll be um, interesting uh, to see this next uh, week or so as well. To uh, to finish out the month, we have a lot of um, games against division opponents, which will kind of show us where you know we sit amongst them. Currently, uh, what was it? We've already played nine games against division opponents, and we're seven and two. So, um, starting Friday night. Uh, we'll host the Cleveland Guardians for a three-game series before going to Oakland for three, Kansas City for three, Detroit for three, and then um, finish up versus Kansas City. Um, and then the last two days of May will be in Detroit. So <laughs> let me give you the Cliff Note version. Just in the next week, we got the Cleveland Guardians coming to town tomorrow night, 7-10 on Friday, 6-10 on Saturday, and 1-10 on Sunday, um, then Monday through Wednesday, we will be in Oakland, Mondays will be at 8.40, as well as Tuesdays, 
and then Wentz as a two thirty seven. So once again, um, you know, a lot of good things to like. Obviously, you know, things we can improve on. Um, but so far, thirty two games into the season, I don't think a lot of people would have pegged it to have eighteen wins. Um, already, I don't think a lot of people would have pegged it to have eighteen wins. Uh, twenty seven games into the season. So, um, yeah. Um, as for the wild, um, gotta say, uh, getting a little nervous for <laughs> tonight's game, um, I think the biggest thing is these next two games, the wild really, really have to, um, really have to focus on getting that first goal. It, it sounds silly to say, and you hear, um, a lot of announcers talking about, oh yeah, the first goal is so important, but um, and it's kind of cliche, but this series, it really has. I mean, you look at our two game. I mean, the first three, no, yeah, the first three, yeah, the first three games, the team that scored first, which held them to four unanswered goals, um, we couldn't figure out, um, who so in the first game, um, St. Louis couldn't come back in game two, they couldn't come back in game, uh, three, and then, um, looked like for a bit there in game uh, game four we were going to uh, nope game five we were going to come back as Thoreau had us uh, up to one but um, didn't uh, didn't suffice so um, yeah it'll be interesting to see I've also I heard earlier today um, Michael or Russo uh, said there's a chance Talbot might be playing in net uh, there might be some new guys um, playing um, I'm willing to bet um, you're not going to see much um, adjustment on the first, for sure, two, probably three lines. It's probably going to be an adjustment on what, um, you know, the last uh, the last line or two look like. Um, the other frustrating thing, too, is, you know, I know, like I said, Russo talked about the potential that maybe um, uh, Talbot will be in that, you know, I really go back and forth on this because I think if you look at a lot of these Minnesota goals we've given up, um, it's hard to tell and it's hard to be honest and say, okay, you know, who are these really on? Because it sucks to see a goalie getting pulled when, you know, he's not always letting in six goals a game. Like it's, you know, it's one thing if you're letting in six goals and, you know, they're all on you, but I mean... Let's just see. I mean, coming into tonight's game, we've allowed 4, 10, no, 4, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 17 goals. And I don't know. I. It's hard to say even 10 of those goals are his fault. Um, but, hey, I mean, you know, we saw St. Louis make a change after going down two games to one, and um, it propelled them to win uh, two straight games. So... Um, uh, anything, uh, anything can happen here. Um, so since we've last been on kind of talking about this, um, the Colorado Avalanche has been the only team to move on. They swept, and I could not have been more wrong about that series. They swept the, uh, um, Nashville Predators, so they're awaiting the winner of tonight's game. Hopefully they won't know until, um, Hopefully they won't know until Saturday. Um, and then also um, tonight the Boston uh, Bruins will 
Final Four taking seven as they are down three one to two. Uh, Tampa will look to lock up their first round win um, against uh, Toronto. Will look uh, to beat uh, Tampa Bay, and then the last game, um, LA will look to upset uh, Edmonton a four game to three. So we could potentially see some um, games being or series being decided tonight. Uh, who knows? Um, tomorrow night, Friday, we could also see um, Pittsburgh's currently leading the Rangers three games to two. They could win that. Uh, Florida is leading Washington three games to two, two, so they could win that. And Calgary could close the door on Dallas. They lose three games to two as well. So um, within the next week, uh, there will be a lot to talk about just in terms of um, you know who moved on, why they moved on, and um, all of uh fun stuff um as for the wolves um you know there's no news on them for those that are looking for things to happen to them don't expect to hear anything until you know a couple weeks after um the nba finals nba finals usually wrap up end of june sometimes early july i wouldn't if you're looking for stuff to happen on the wolves end don't expect to see anything until i mean late july at the absolute latest um because yeah we still have um we still have a couple of uh you know uh conference semifinals uh under way so it'll be interesting to uh it'll be interesting to see what um um it'll be interesting to see what happens between um these teams we're now getting close to being down to our final four teams perfect people so um tonight uh we're currently um miami could wrap up things against philadelphia as they're up three to two um and it looks like they're currently uh leading this game uh, so that could happen um phoenix will look to so if miami wins tonight miami will actually um if they're able to win tonight they will uh, stamp their they will go back to their first uh or not first they'll be looking to make their first or their second nba nba sorry second eastern conference finals in the last three years um as they lost to the lakers back in 2020 excuse me um so um that is what we have on miami well um philly will look to extend that series and go to their first and uh eastern conference um and go to their first eastern conference finals since geez what was that 2001 so it's been a while uh, so it'll be interesting to see if they can send off the hefty Miami Heat um, also tonight uh, Phoenix and Dallas Phoenix will be looking to go back um, to their second straight NBA uh, conference um, conference finals um, well Dallas will be looking to go back to their first um, conference finals since they won their title back in 2011 and then um, tomorrow night um, we've got Boston and Milwaukee playing at 6.30. Uh, 
no, the, the defending champions, the Milwaukee Bucks, are looking to go to their second straight Eastern Conference Finals, while the Golden State Warriors um, will look to go to their first um, Western Conference Finals since um, 2019. In the last two years, they didn't even qualify for the playoffs. So, um, lots of... Uh, Lots of exciting stuff coming. Um, I mean, you know, it's once again, you know, it depends. It sucks that the uh, Timberwolves got bounced. Um, but if you're a basketball fan and not just limited to a um, Timberwolves fan, it'll be um, very um, fun and uh, an interesting, um, interesting to watch and see what transpires. And hopefully, the Wild can pull off a win tonight and. Um, Force a game seven, and if nothing else, break our hearts in a game seven instead of a game six. So uh, can only um can only hope for that. Um, and lastly, we have some good news, folks. Um, just a little bit ago, the NFL announced the um schedule for everybody amongst the NFL. So we got a hundred and eighteen days until the NFL starts, and one hundred twenty one days until the Vikings. Um, season opener. So I know there were a lot of rumors that we were rumored to open the season versus the um, New York Giants. And I'm here to tell you that is false. So um, the Vikings will be opening up the 2022 season in the afternoon um, on Sunday, September 11th, hosting the Green Bay Packers. Um, for those that already know, two. Uh, Week two will be a Monday night um, doubleheader in Philadelphia. Week three will be hosting the Detroit Lions at noon. Week four will be an early 8.30 a.m. game as we will play the New Orleans, if I were going to play, New Orleans Saints in London. And weirdly enough, the next week we will be hosting Chicago, so not sure how I feel about I'm truthfully I'm a little nervous for that Chicago game already um, and then the 16th we will Sunday October 16th in week six we will go to Miami um, for a noon game before having a bye week in week seven um, and then the second half of the schedule will open up with us hosting the Cardinals at home um, for a noon game week nine will be in Washington uh, on Sunday at noon. Week 10, Sunday at noon, will be in Buffalo. And then week 11, we will host Dallas for another afternoon game. Week 12, we will play on, um, we will play the night game on uh, Thanksgiving. In your Thanksgiving against the New England Patriots. Um, and then week 13, we'll be hosting the New York Jets, uh, week 11 will be in Detroit, um, week 15 will be hosting Indianapolis, the time of that is to be determined, and it still looks like, um, and then week 16 we will be playing on Christmas Eve, um, hosting the New York Giants, and then week 17, um, will be an afternoon game in Green Bay. And then week 18 on June, excuse me, Sunday, January 8th, um, 
how did that kind of treat you kind of as well? And truthfully, um, again, you know, looking at this schedule, you know, some things to like, some, some things I don't like. Um, not crazy about opening the season against Green Bay. I know, you know, there's just as many, you know, a lot of people feel like there's just as many question marks around that Green Bay team as there are around the Vikings, if not more on the Packers, but the Packers, I mean, the Packers are like Tom Brady. You, you can't count them out. It's, it's hard to count them out anyways, I mean. Um, uh, that Philadelphia game, I mean, not, not crazy about that. I, I, I usually am not worried about Chicago. I like that we're playing in Chicago a little earlier, or, sorry, playing versus Chicago earlier in the year. Um, I feel like that's going to be a little bit of a trap game just in the sense that, you know, that's a game we probably should win. I don't think Chicago's going to be great this year. Um, as of right now, um, but coming back after, I mean, shit, you know, they're going to have that morning game in on Sunday on the 2nd. They're probably not going to get home until late Monday, October 3rd, early October 4th. And then, you know, you maybe give the 4th day off, so I'm October 5th, 6th, and 7th, 8th. You got four days, essentially, to get ready and a short week for that. Um, this is something we'll probably talk a little bit about with maybe some guests and stuff like that coming up as we get ready for the season. I think there should be, whether it's a written rule or an unwritten rule, it should be a rule. That word's stupid to say, sorry. It should be a rule that if you play overseas, your next week is your bye week. Like, that should just be like, sounds sacrilegious but it should be like the bible like that's that's hard to come back from um you know i don't know why these game like some of these games overseas are so early in the season but um um yeah and i mean uh, one of the things i noticed right after a schedules came out too um the vikings have the 11th easiest schedule in the league um and i can kind of see why i mean Looking at this schedule, um, knowing a little bit about each team where they sit right now, like <clears throat> there aren't many teams, there aren't many games that really scare me. I would say the scariest team, to, the scariest game to me right now, is Week Ten, playing not only playing Buffalo but being in Buffalo. I think as of you know a, a day or two ago, I think Buffalo has the best chances to win the Super Bowl this year. Um, They've had two, leading up to this year, they've had two years of, um, two years, uh, long playoff, deep playoff runs. Um, and I mean, truthfully, that's the, that's the other thing that kind of scares me about the schedule. Um, that's really the only team that jumps out at me is that, oh my gosh, like, Philly, you know, should be beatable. Detroit should be two easy wins. Chicago should be two easy wins. Um, Miami, they have Tyreek Hill, I know, but Tua is not great. I guess maybe Arizona, I would, um, I maybe, you know, a little up there, but I mean, I think, I think the nice thing about it is coming off of that first six weeks, um, I think I, I kind of look at the end of this season as like a running ramp, or sorry, what, like a ramp going into the playoffs, 
because you look back, I don't know if you guys um, know by heart, but it's all remembered. Um, you look at the Vikings last six weeks, and only one of those teams actually made it to the playoffs last year. So I'll repeat again. Week 13 versus the Jets. Week 14 um, at the Lions. Week 15 versus the Colts. Week 16 um, versus the Giants. Week 17 at Green Bay. Week 18 um, at Chicago. So again, I mean, those final six games, there's no reason you can't go 6-0-5-0. But something tells me something wonky is going to happen. Um, um, so, yeah, I mean, super excited that, you know, they got these coming up, obviously. Uh, got these coming up, obviously, you know, getting closer to um, football time here. Don't want to let the uh, summer go away. So looking forward to some uh, fun summer times. But obviously, now that it's out, um, gives us something to uh, a little bit of Vikings talk to talk about kind of going forward the uh, the next couple weeks here, whether it be by myself or with um, some guests. Um, so, yeah, I mean, right now, again, we're not going to dissect this, um, but I would say the biggest um, uh, the biggest takeaway from the schedule to me is um, relatively easy um, and um, relatively easy and can't wait to see what actually happens. Um, so, yeah, it should be fun. I think just looking at this, I would expect this. I mean, we got new new leadership, new coaches. I I expect this to go no lower than you know ten and seven this year. So, I will say that. Um, but before we wrap up with you guys here today, wanted to um just let everybody know we do have some things in the works. Um, so please pay attention and um pay pay close attention to uh Instagram, um Facebook and Twitter. We are working and uh, to publish a website here uh, ASAP. I'm hoping to do that by uh, Memorial Day, hopefully sooner. Um, as well, there will be a cool little uh, merch shop uh, set up on that website as well. So, um, yeah, we have some special, some fun out specialty episodes uh, coming up that we've got planned with some people. Um, we got some cool music coming to Minnesota this summer and a lot of fun stuff to um, look forward to. So, um, yes, and lastly, make sure you uh, go to the YouTube channel and subscribe. Again, not sure um, when that will happen. Hopefully by um, Memorial Day as well, but we will be live streaming episodes and we'll be keeping updated on you on that. So the more you subscribe, the better you can stay in the loop. So remember, with that, this podcast about you guys, the listeners, if you have a topic you want me to address or a question you want me to answer, please reach out on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, or by emailing us. Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram handles are at miniweekend, and email is miniweekend at gmail.com. That's M-I-N-N-Y-W-E-E-K-E-N-D at gmail.com. And be sure to let us know if you'd like to stay anonymous with your questions as well. Also, find us and give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter where there are giveaways and you can stay up to date on all things Mini Weekend. And lastly, make sure you hit that subscribe button to get notified of the new episode when it comes out. Till next time, Mini. 
Hey there, and welcome back to the Mini Weekend. I'm your host, Jack. Let's uh, crack a beer and get the ball rolling, folks. Just here for the beer. Um, so tonight we went with a brewery. Um, it's been a while since I've done them. Uh, I know I've done them before. Um, Summit Brewing Company. Um, I, I'm like 99% sure it's a beer I haven't done, though. It's their Slugfest Juicy IPA. So for my um, Twin City folks... Um, Summit Brewing Company is uh, on. It's technically Montreal Circle, but it's it, it butts up right next to Shepherd Road, right next to the Mississippi uh, in that Highland Park area. Um, so yeah, and gosh, I want to say the last time I shouted out Summit Brewing Company, I'm pretty sure I said I was there. Um, looking at these pictures, unless they've moved, I don't believe I've been there before. Um, super cool, super gorgeous, uh, spacious, uh, all that kind of fun stuff, but don't believe I've been there, like I said, unless they've moved, um, but, uh, once again, definitely on my place, uh, one of my places to go for the summer, um, yeah, like I said, I, I like this, um, I think IPAs, as far as IPAs are concerned, I mean, I know, if you're getting an IPA, you're kind of um, um, expecting uh, some of that um, bit, nah, bitter, kind of that hoppiness. Uh, but this seems, I mean, as much as I like IPAs, this just seems a little too hoppy for me. Um, I'm not going to go as far as to say I don't like it. It's I would probably say it's not one of my favorite IPAs. Uh, I know someone's got a lot of great beers. Um, that, um, I do like, but I would say if I'm, if I'm at Summit, I'm probably going to get something else that I know I've had that I've liked, or maybe actually try something, um, outside of this. Um, really, um, as far as website, as, as far as websites are concerned though, um, pretty straightforward, um, easy website, sorry. I'm gonna get my screen up here. Um, like I said, pretty uh, pretty straightforward. Um, they have a lot of their um, monthly calendar events coming up. Uh, they have it uh, a couple weeks uh, in in advanced, um, and um, yeah, a lot of other fun fun um ish uh stuff going on they are pet friendly so dogs are allowed on the patio only um and um yeah food you're welcome to bring your own they say they do not have an in-house kitchen as their focus is provided on providing the best beer possible but we invite you to enjoy near nightly food trucks bring a picnic or grab delivery takeout from your local restaurant partners as well um and they actually, it, it sounds like they have a handful of restaurants that actually deliver there. So go to the uh, go to their website to find that out if you'd like. Um, but yeah, you can schedule a tour. Um, like I said, they got a lot of uh, events uh, that they're posting. Like I said, they're right there on the uh, right there on the uh, river. So a lot of cool stuff to look forward to this summer. They got a little store, and um, yeah, lots of lots of cool stuff. So 
Um, like I said, definitely go check them out. It's just summitbrewing.com. Excuse me. Going through their event calendar. They got a lot of stuff going on um, this summer. So go check them out. Uh, they're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, and yeah, summitbrewing.com. They're open. Um, they're closed um, this Monday for holiday hours. Um, but they are opened Thursdays through Saturday uh, this upcoming week, 3 to 8. So go check them out. Um, with that, we jump into... Uh, the little that we do have, um, kind of uh, catching up on uh, the Tommy Town. So actually, this last week, um, just on Tuesday, uh, the women's hockey team announced their captain for the 2022-2023 season. Uh, Majai, I'm I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna um, butcher these names. I know it, so I apologize uh, to these ladies. Uh, Majai, Majaya. Majay Almick, Lucy Bianchi, and Anna Solheim of the St. Thomas Women's Hockey Team have been selected as the captains for the 22-2023 season. Um, Joel, head coach Joel Johnson announced, like I said, on Tuesday. Uh, Almick is a senior from Lionel Lakes, Minnesota, and Bianchi is a senior from Bloomington, Minnesota. They both entered their fourth seasons with a program. Solheim uh, is a graduate senior out of Shoreview, Minnesota, and is returning for her fifth uh, season with the Purple. Um, Solheim and Bianchi enter their second season serving as captains, while Almick enters her first season donning the C. Um, between the three of these girls, they all the trio of them skated in all 33 games for this last season. Bianchi led the team with six goals, and Almick and Solheim combined for four goals uh, total, scoring twice. Uh, Solheim had no trouble finding teammates leading the Tommies with eight assists during the inaugural D1 season, um, while Almick accumulated five assists and Bianchi found a teammate for a score three times. Uh, off the ice, uh, fun fact, all three of these captains were named to the WCHA Scholar Athletes and WCHA All-Academic Team for this last season. So congratulations to them um, on being selected as um, captains. Sorry, I just had a brain for there. Captains for this upcoming season. Um, uh, that That is all the news we have on the, um, excuse me, on the winter teams. Um, now the only other news we have for, uh, our beloved Tommies is the men's team wrapped up play sweeping uh, the o- uh, Omaha in Summit League play, finishing the season on a three-game winning streak back on the 19th. Uh, they had a come-from-behind victory, winning 6-4, to four, uh, going down 4 nothing in the third inning. The Tommies put together a five-run fifth inning and an extra run in the seventh for a 6-4 win. The next night, the Tommies found themselves behind even earlier, um, down 2-0 in the second inning, and scored, uh, capped off their comeback victory with three runs in the eighth inning. And then finally on, excuse me, Saturday the 21st, 
excuse me, um, it was a lot of back and forth. Um, after the first inning, it was tied 1-1. Omaha took a 3-1 lead after the second and a 7-1 lead after the third. After the fifth inning, the score was 8-7. And then each team scored one more run in later in the game while the Tommies held on for their third straight come-from-behind victory to end Excuse me. The season at a total of 16 and 29, 10 and 14 in conference play. So congratulations to the uh, 2022 baseball uh, team. Once again, like we talked a little bit about last week, very similar to the softball team, they're ineligible for um, the Summit League play based off of you know Division One um, jump and uh, such like that. But congratulations to them excuse me, on an incredible um, season. Uh, a couple of stats we have here. Um, excuse me. Um, excuse me. Charlie Bartholomew. Crap, I know that name. I, yeah. Our, I think he's the little brother of a kid I actually went to St. Thomas with. Um, but he led the team. Uh, he's a redshirt junior uh, with a three oh eight batting average. Um, he also led the team in hits with 44. Um, Briggs Richard led the team with seven doubles. Um, ben Vukajic led the team with three um, triples. Kyle Halverson actually led the way with eight home runs. Uh, and Briggs Richards led the team um, with 28 RBIs. And then on the pitching uh, side of things, Excuse me, uh, Graham Laubcher. Excuse me, uh, that carbonation is getting the best of me. <laughs> a graduate student from Stillwater, Minnesota, led the Tommies with four wins this series or this season. He also led the team in seventy-nine innings pitched. Um, there was a big drop off um, between second place Evan Etch, um, just under forty-nine innings. Um, lo and behold, Graham Laubcher. Um, Led the team in ninety eight strikeouts. So once again, I mean, you gotta you gotta like where this team is headed. Uh, they ended the season on a nice three game, um, uh, a nice three game winning streak. And you know, I mean, baseball it's hard to you know take this and you know actually bring it into next season. But you know, you get confidence when you can win these games down uh, the stretch. Um, and hopefully, you know, take some of this confidence, take some of the things you learned. I mean, this was their first season in Division One, you know, baseball. Uh, and I'm going to start using that, you know, to uh, my advantage the next uh, while here. Because can't be, can't be saying that a whole lot, you know. Come, come this fall, it'll be second uh, season in Division One, And um, just, I don't know, loses, loses its uh, edge when you talk about second instead of first. So... Um, that is what we have this week on, uh, the Tommy town.